taught us to pray in this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. As we look to the Lord's Prayer, and we remember that it is something that is very important in the life of the church, we are challenged to look at ourselves and say, how do we pray in life? Are we doing enough to have an assertive prayer life? Today at Kingdom of the Logos, we're going to be having a conversation about prayer. We're going to discuss three tips for prayer, and we hope that you send us your thoughts about all of this. Um, so welcome to join us. I'm Pastor J. Dylan Proctor. We have a variety here in the studio today. Who all is with us? I'm Pastor Amanda Sparrow. Pastor Anthony Alegria. I'm Pastor Mike Proctor. And today we are going to be doing three tips for prayer, and we're going to be doing this with a little game called Buy, Sell, or Hold. We used to do this called Hot, Not, or Sanctified, and basically how this works is if you say you buy it, that means you like it, you agree with it. If you say you're selling it, then you're saying, mm, I'm going to kind of push back on that, I'm not taking it. And if you say hold, then you're saying, I'm just going to reserve judgment. Now, you can only say hold once per episode, and <laughs> you at home, send us your thoughts. Do you buy, sell, or hold these propositions that we have? Do you think they will help your prayer life? Do you feel like these are good things to implement? And this is a continuation of our conversation we had earlier this week. I'm going to present each of these, and then I'm just going to let everyone here in the studio give our thoughts. And again, you all at home, send them to us. So the first one we have is pray the Lord's Prayer three times a day. Now, Again, in the Protestant world, sometimes we feel a little strange using pre-written prayers. But again, this is how the Lord taught us to pray. So again, I don't think anyone is going to upstage Jesus. So um, praying the Lord's Prayer three times a day. But I'm going to add a little bit more to it. Creating a ritual while praying three times a day. So again, maybe it's when you pull your pocket knife out of your pocket. Maybe it's when you, you pull an ink pen out. Or maybe it's when you take your glasses off to clean them, something like that. Something you do routinely. You say the Lord's Prayer when you do it. Maybe it's when you get in your car to start it up. I don't know. There's a lot of things you could do. But what do y'all think about that? Buy, sell, or hold. Say the Lord's Prayer three times a day and create a ritual with it. Pastor Amanda. Um, I like this idea. Um, I think, yeah, the Lord's Prayer. I, I know a lot of people may be asking, because even when you prayed the Lord's Prayer earlier this episode, it may have sound different to, to certain people because there are so many different translations of the prayer. You have trespasses, debtors, sins. You have save us from the ev from evil, from the evil one. Um, but really we have to, and then of course the ending of the prayer, for thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory, uh, which uh, most historian, biblical scholars believe that that was added on a little bit later. Um, so that's why it's not in the scripture, but often we pray with that, that tag on it. Um, but those kind of, I think that's secondary to the fact that we do have this prayer um, kind of written out for us to help us and construct our our prayer life and also our lives around it. And so I really like, and I like the element of the ritual as well. Like I pray um, when I walk my dog, cause that's something I do every day. Cause my life's pretty um, random sometimes. It doesn't always have a schedule. Um, and so it's hard to create rituals on things that I don't always do. Cause I don't, but I always walk my dog. Duke always needs to go out. So I think something as simple as that can really help us to order our lives again around this this idea of praying, praying and praying continuously. So I'm going to say bye. Well, and to your point, not everybody carries a pocket knife. Not everybody likes watches, so you may not wear one. But you do walk your dog every day. We all have something we do every day, something that's part of our routine, part of our ritual. And, you know, that's just a good thing to just work that in there. 
Um, Pastor Mike, buy, sell, or hold. I'm going to buy, um, and, and I would even encourage for that to be something that you do with others. And I know uh, while going through uh, my education, uh, that a lot of times I had a couple of classes that we ended every class with the Lord's Prayer, and it was powerful. Uh, when we first started it, it it kind of it seemed what you know a question is this this is a habit? Is there anything good coming out of this? But it always seemed like it brought us closer together at the end, and really as a as a uh, a, a class, a community. Anthony, so I buy. Okay, I buy. we got two buys. Uh, Brother Anthony, what do you think? Buy, sell, or hold? Definitely buy. Um, and I think, you know, there is sort of this idea which is against um, written prayers, and uh, it may seem m- less genuine to some to pray a written prayer. But part of it is that our prayers are not necessarily always about how you feel. And um, praying in this way is sort of an exercise which is. Um, hopefully pushing you towards the direction of where you should be. And so if you subject yourself to the words of Christ, to the way in which Christ prayed, and um, rather than try to conform your prayers to how you feel in things, instead conform how you're feeling and what you're thinking to the prayer that Christ gives us, I think you'll actually be on a pretty good road. Pastor Amanda? Well, I just want to add something as uh, Pastor um, Anthony was talking. I think sometimes the idea of like praying three times a day can be daunting or really doing anything. It's like, you know, uh, if you want to live a healthier life, you have to eat vegetables, you have to exercise. And we hear all these things that we're supposed to be doing, and sometimes it can just seem like too much. So I would kind of just maybe put a hold on the three times a day because it's not bad. And I definitely think we should aspire uh, to to dive deeper and deeper in our relationship with Christ. Uh, But if three times a day is just completely undoable for someone, which I I think you can take the 10 seconds out of your day to pray the Lord's Prayer. But um, I think just starting off with this idea that prayer is necessary and it needs to happen. And so if it's a short prayer, if it's a long prayer, if it's the Lord's Prayer, if it's the prayers of um, uh, St. Patrick, however you need to start, just start praying. And as you continue in that prayer life, I think definitely there should be the aspiration to pray and pray continually. And to pray the Lord's Prayer, I think, gives us that structure to start doing that. Um, Because we could be just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. Um, So starting with that of um, the Lord's Prayer always is very helpful. And like Pastor Anthony said, it may seem disingenuous at first because you're reciting something someone else said, but it can actually be quite helpful in uh, ordering our thoughts for later. Pastor Mike? Well, uh, I'm going to still stay with uh, by, but I want to add this in here. When I was a child, I learned uh, to recite the Lord's Prayer, and I I don't know how old I was, probably 11 11 years old, maybe 10. Um, And uh, the beautiful thing that came out of that was when I did finally become a Christian in my 30s and hit rock bottom, and I wanted to pray to God, that was one of the things I kept reaching back to. And I prayed that prayer multiple times a day, and it was helpful to me, yep. helpful to me, especially at that moment. And I still still pray that prayer. Well, we'll come back after we go through this whole list and give some reasons why someone might sell, because there are some reasons why someone might sell to this, and, and we'll get back to those. But let's get on to number two. And the second tip that I have is to read. And when I say read, I mean read scripture and 
read other material too. So on a daily basis, read scripture, but also read another book. Um, reading is slower than a lot of things we do. Our technology has advanced faster than our wisdom of how to use that technology has advanced. And spending time to sit down and read is a very, very good thing. And as far as prayer goes, you might say, well, what does prayer have to do with reading? Of course, Isidore of Seville says, when we pray, we talk to God. When we read, God talks to us. One of the things I have found is that a lot of times reading, whether it be something like a novel that's kind of more a fun story to be in, something that you're really concerned and weighing on your life, it clicks as you read something. You might even be reading through a piece of history or something fictional. It really doesn't matter. You might be reading and just something about the words, it clicks, and you kind of have something that, that comes to you. Um, of course, this happens with Scripture a lot, but it happens with other things too, just being reading and letting the world sort of shape you. Again, God is the master of creation. So as we look at the world around, God reveals things to us, whether it be God saying, look, that's sin, that's bad, that's evil, that's wicked, or God saying, no, this is where you need to go. What do we think about that? Pastor Amanda, buy, sell, or hold, read. <laughs> read. I do like that the, the tip is just simply to read. Um, I, I think it is a fantastic idea, and I, I really like it. Uh, the only caveat I kind of would give to it is, I, I don't know about everyone else, but I know for me personally, I can get kind of too much in my own head. And so, like, I know when, like they say, read scripture as a discipline, and then you can read scripture as a, a discipline for prayer, and then you can read scripture to research or read, you know, and then, like you said, all these other books that you can read and, and read mindfully. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in we, maybe what our motivation is or what it should be or how it should be that we end up spending more time thinking about who we are, our posture, what our posture is, what our thought process is, more than actually just reading and allowing it to speak to us. And again, that may just be a problem I have. Um, so I think when we say read, I think it really is just something that says to allow yourself to be open to understand. But even then there has to be a little bit of thought in that because like you said, it could be fiction, it could be uh, um, uh, history, it can be all these different genres, but there are definitely some genres outside of the purview of, of a discipline of prayer but I, I don't know I think I'm going to still go with by but just with thoughtfulness but also allowing there not to be too much thought in it I don't know <laughs> sounds like a, a fair answer Pastor Mike I'm going to go I'm going to hold on this for, well basically it's too broad I think if you're reading scripture and good devotionals and even good movies uh, I, I would buy but there are some bad theology out there and I think I think even when you read the Bible, you must do it in context of asking God to reveal to you how to apply that to your life. So I think for me, I'm going to hold on that one uh, rather than buy. But there's a lot I want to buy, but there's that, that strange area where there's, uh, there's some things that I think that you can read that, that, that are detrimental to, uh, um, to, your, to your thinking. So I'm just going to, I'm going to hold on that. It's too broad. Uh, Brother Anthony, what do you think? You know, whenever we were in show prep uh, earlier, you, Dylan, were kind of joking around about whenever I was Anthony's age, I'd probably hate this suggestion because all I do is all I did was read and all that stuff. And um, <laughs> you know, you get tired of reading or whatever. Uh, at first, I just thought, you know, that's sort of a it was just a joke. And as I was thinking about it more and more, I was like man, I know that would be better for me, but I really don't want to do it. <laughs> so I think it deep down, I want to say hold. I've got to say hot because I know rationally, I think there's a lot to be had in reading. And actually, I think what Mike said is pretty valuable too. You should really watch what you read. Um, there's a reason why people who want to uh, 
sort of restrict others and uh, dictate over them and that sort of thing have like book burnings and things like that it's because they want to stop those people from getting good ideas well in that it's pretty well evident that there are good ideas and bad ideas like there are things which are going to set your mind free and put you on a good track and then there are things which are not going to do that and are just really propaganda or maybe delusions and things of that nature and so definitely have to take with a grain of salt um, or at least with good discerning judgment what you should be reading. Yeah, and I think there is some truth to the idea that all of life is about God, whether it is coming closer to God or is in spite of God. All art is in some way about God, whether it be moving us towards the truth of God or it is in spite of the truth of God. And we do have a choice. Scripture quite clearly tells us we can be imitators of good, we can be imitators of that which is of God, or we can be imitators of evil. Ultimately, in Christian faith in our walk, we have to make a choice. And one of the things that I have just found when it comes to reading is that it does so much for us. Um, And yeah, there's that. Pastor Mike? Well, I I just want to follow up on what Anthony said. You know, I I think it's hard for anyone to disagree with reading the Bible uh, as a means of prayer. That is, everybody wants to buy that for sure. But if we'll also look to uh, the book of Acts and where the seven sons of Sceva are casting out demons. And and um, at the end of that, we see a great book burning of sorcery and spells and things that people brought um, quite a bit. So there are some things that I think you shouldn't be reading. And uh, so I'm going to still stay with home. But <laughs> Anthony mentioned the book burning, and I thought, yeah, hey, we got a book burning has happened even in the book of Acts. Oh, sure, yeah. And we are we're in a podcast format, so we can be a little more informal. But let me let me throw this to you all around. I know we've done some writings of the demons from the Key of Solomon. Um, we, we need to get back to that. Again, they're all evil. They're wicked. Mm-hmm. They are. They're horrible, evil things. But was the Key of Solomon involved in there, or is it really just a 14th century production? Do y'all think it? Did it survive those <laughs> book, book burnings? Burning. It, if it did exist around that time, I would imagine it would probably be on the list, the top of the list. Oh, to yeah. Be well, burning. you know the thing with it, <laughs> evil is really hard to eradicate. Like, oh. Phenomenal. It, it is like... And as the key of Solomon says, these are bornless things. So it's not like you can just wipe them out. Like if you've ever come into your house and you've had like a dead mouse or something in the walls, it stinks horribly. You, you walk around, you're like, how am I ever going to get this cleaned out? Like even if you get it out, it can happen again. Like evil can remanifest. So but, even, well, there's a great danger in thinking that uh, evil has been eradicated. Evil oh, yeah. is, in, is, is around and until Christ comes again, I think, you know, we can prepare and, and keep evil at bay. But we are, as Christians, that's our, that's our, you know, we have to fight evil. It exists. Yeah. Well, let's get back to prayer. <laughs> so that's one, one of the tools to keep evil at bay. Yeah, prayer. Prayer, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jesus comes and tells us that. Yeah, for sure. So reading, we've discussed that. The next one is an extension on reading. And this one is going to sound strange to a lot of people. I get that. And when I discussed this Wednesday, I didn't clarify this well, but let's get to it. Use strong and specific vocabulary. So this is my third tip. Use a strong and specific vocabulary. Now what I mean by that is not that you have to go get a dictionary and try to learn to pronounce a 12-syllable word, anything crazy like that. You don't have to learn Latin or, or Greek, but use your words as precise as you can. Use them very specifically. There is a movement in Christian culture of things to get vaguer and vaguer and vaguer and to turn into buzzwords. They, they just get more vague. Uh, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> 
I'm not this much of a grammar Nazi as I claim. I'm not saying you've got to, to use words with exact precision. You don't have to be an English teacher. But just try to be really specific. Try to be really clear and almost technical in your prayers. Again, if there's a sin problem, describe it with detail. And that's really hard to do sometimes, but doing it will help you. It will bless you when it comes to you praying for other people's why. What are the specifics in your prayer? Anthony? Um, just to contribute to what you were saying, not to grammar Nazi, the grammar Nazi, but I think uh, probably a good word to sort of sum up what you're saying also would be to be concise. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not just um, the precision with language is important, but be concise in what you're saying in that you shouldn't be repeating yourself over and over, even if you use, you know, the proper words to say it in many different ways. Um, and I'm, I just say that because the example that Christ gives us in the Lord's Prayer is extremely concise. You, you don't see the ideas repeated. And as I said in a, another podcast, you know, if you take any one of the words out of the Lord's Prayer, you lose something which was pretty substantial to the meaning of it. You know, if you uh, take a word out of, I'm not sure, maybe, uh, actually, I, I'm just not going to get into that. <laughs> All right, Maybe well, let's you take a word out a like a praise bit. song today. Pastor, Most of the time you can get away with it. Pastor Amanda, should we use a strong and specific vocabulary, buy, sell, or hold? I've been thinking about this one since you proposed it in the um, – and this is the one that's got me, I think, the most perplexed out of your out of the tips. Um, and, and that's because, although I definitely agree, I think, with the thought process behind the statement, um, I just, I think we might come to this and then say, well, you know, there's a, that passage uh, that talks about even, like, in our groanings, the Holy Spirit can interpret. Like, we come to the, this understanding that sometimes words fail us and fail. And this is not, again, this is not an excuse for laziness. This is not an excuse to kind of just lean back and be like, God knows what I'm thinking. Um, but this is just that there are times when there are simply no words. We don't even know how we're feeling or how the world is just fully going into more and more chaos. And we just, you know. And it's not because of a lack of intelligence or a lack of intentionality. It's just, it just is. There's just, just too much. And so I, I think we do definitely need to call a spade a spade sometimes. And we need to call out those things in our lives or in, in the life, uh, the world around us and say, this is the issue. God, this is how, uh, or this is, I need you to work in this. And I think even we can say, God, I'd like you to work in this way. Um, but also kind of give that up for God to be God. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I like the idea behind this tip, um, but I also think there needs to be space and room um, for us to kind of just to let prayer be what prayer is. And that was a really vague statement. So I'm gonna, I'll try to think through that one a little bit better. And also to Anthony's point, and I don't want to call Anthony out, but I am. Um, is I think we can be repetitive in our prayer because and this may be an old camp meeting thought process, but you prayed through. Uh, if you were at the altar for an hour praying over the same, whether it was a sin in your life or a struggle in your life or a struggle in your friend or your community's life, uh, you, you prayed that prayer again and again until you felt assurance. And again, it's not about just an emotion, but it is recognizing just there is so much mess going on around us. And sometimes we, we need the Holy Spirit to assure us and even though we mentally know that we have that assurance of salvation, we, we got to kind of keep fighting through it. And so, again, I think there needs to be room um, 
for that to happen, we should always move towards, I think, concise and strong and specific language in our prayers. Um, but I, I think there can be room for growth in that as well to say, this is where I am. This is what I'm feeling. God, take me to a better place. Um, so I'm going to think I'm going to finalize all that with a, a hold on on this third tip. Well, that, that's a very fair hold. Um, coming, coming back to some of the things you said, though, when we use strong and specific language, there are things which are unexplainable. But that doesn't mean that they're subjective. There may be a hard truth with something that we don't have the words to explain. And I think one of the problems that we get into in the church is so many times we confuse the unexplainable with being subjective. And now when it comes to a, a, a personal issue that you have, you don't have the words for it. I think Amanda came with a very mature response on that. When it comes to things of theology, and a lot of times this rolls in over to how we write books, how we do art, how we write Christian praise songs. Sometimes we use kind of vague language because we say, well, it's subjective. Nobody really knows the nature of God, so I can kind of interpret however I want to. And that's where the problem comes. Um, but to what Amanda's saying, when you don't know, because a lot of times there are, it, it is overwhelming. And, and I think that was a real mature response, Amanda. Um, Pastor Mike, what do you think? Buy, sell, or hold a strong and specific vocabulary. A strong and specific vocabulary is important, but I'm going to sell on this one. And I, and I have no problem selling because I believe a genuine who you are communication with God and pouring your heart out is the, the way that God seeks to know us as, and also it, it helps us to realize that God is there. We don't have to be fake. We don't have to be something we're not. I'm going to say sell and I'm also going to throw this in there. I think that it, when we pray, Increasing our vocabulary, and I, I do think a, a good vocabulary, a, a specific is good, but praying on the street corner can be a slippery slope to arrogance um, with big words, but I think in my uh, experience, I want to say being genuine of who you are when you pray in quiet, in, in your own privacy with God is the best, and I'm going to sell on that. Well, I'm going to give a, a little bit of rebuttal, though it Go is ahead. a fair sale. I mean, we can, this is, I'm not here to be like somebody incorporating doctrine and saying yeah. we're redefining things. This is, these are just suggestions and they're tips. We can have a conversation, and they're non-essential things, so we can mm -hmm. have disagreements and liberty in that. That's fine. Um, I'm going to rebuttal on that, though, a little bit, because when we find Romans, I mean, we're holiness people. We like sanctification. We look to the Holy Spirit to come and sanctify us, and we, we have assurance that we can be freed from sin in this manner. And when Christ comes, you know, we're, we're taught in Romans, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be perfect as God is perfect. This whole idea of God is holy, therefore you be holy. Whenever we see Jesus come, Jesus doesn't come to people and kind of reach out with a little passive soft language and say, you know, feel good. And he doesn't say have buzzword here, welcome to feel good or whatever buzzword is. The church is filled with a lot of buzzwords right now. Um, you know, we, we use these buzzwords. Jesus doesn't come and use sallow passive language. He's direct. He's clear. He comes says, you know, go and sin no more. Be saved. You, you find these specific, very precise things. And if God spoke creation into existence using the word <laughs> of God, I doubt that it was sloppy or vague. I think it was something which was, you know, it, it's holy. It's of God. It's inexplicable. We can't explain it. But yet we know that it is very powerful. Um, Pastor Mike, you want to? I, I do get to a, an opportunity to uh, um, respond to your rebuttal. But 
I again state that Jesus was genuine and he met people where they were at and and he touched them and they responded and came to a better place. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm going to stick with being genuine and I'm going to sell. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Pastor Anthony, what do you think? Buy, sell, or hold. Use a strong and specific vocabulary. All right. You know, interestingly, I actually completely and truly agree with all the points that Amanda and uh, Mike have made, but I'm a 100% buy on this, and this is why. Um, as with many things in Christianity, this is, uh, or actually I'll just say, Christianity is gracefully aspirational. And by that, I just mean to say that there are certainly standards and there are certainly goals and these are sainthood but um for the for the believer and for the christian we know and can have confidence in the grace that god has for us in that development and it's not instantaneous it's not you know we snap our fingers and God gives us everything we want just because in that moment we want to be with God. That's not how it is. Um, you know, there's times of development, there's times of sacrifice and working up towards that. And so I would say, you know, of course, there are definitely going to be times whenever you need to pray the prayers of assurance. When the ship is rocking ferociously in the storm, you're going to need to pray sometimes, especially. But whenever you're on the level of Christ, you're sleeping, you know, in the bow of the ship while the storm is rocking the ship, you know? And so um, at the same time, I'm not saying the disciples are wrong for being scared and for um, desiring prayer and for seeking Christ in those moments. That's exactly what they should have been doing for themselves. But the aspiration is to be, to be Christ, who, whenever the ship is rocking, has faith in God, you know? And so um, with this, this is a very, very specific use of that and uh, I think concise vocabulary strong language uh, specific vocabulary um, I think that this is important for constructing the thoughts that you have in your prayers and for um, I suppose just development in the Christian life and again I actually completely and totally agree with what Mike and Amanda have said, if you say the most beautiful, elegant words without any uh, genuineness, then obviously you're lost. But um, in any case, that's about all. I've so got let, to say. let me try to get a concise version of what you said. I think <laughs> you're saying we're to be Christ-like and recognize that things do not happen on our terms, and there are high points in life, there are low points in life. But we should aspire to be Christ-like in all of them. Is that kind of what you're saying? We should aspire for that? Yeah, exactly. And um, I think God's grace is more than sufficient to cover any, whether it is sin or just a shortcoming in general, whatever it is, um, I believe that God's grace is more than sufficient for that. But just like you brought up Romans a minute ago, the end of Romans five is in this context and the beginning of Romans six starts out, you know, should we sin more that the grace will abound even further? Paul says to the Romans that um, God's grace is sufficient to cover any sin. Anybody can be worthy by the blood of Christ, but uh, that doesn't mean that we should continue to sin. So, right. Pastor Mike? 
Well, I guess it's time for a rebuttal to Anthony. And you can respond, Anthony, uh, when I get finished. But I'm going to say that still, there's nothing wrong with aspiring. There's nothing wrong with development. But when it comes time for prayer, I want to be genuine. And I am transparent before a holy God. There's nothing, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. And I am very humbled. Um, And just to be able to be, to go to the throne of God, you know, in the spirit, through the Son to the Father, wow. And so I am what I am, as Paul says as well. Uh, there. well I'm going to push back on you a little yep. bit, Pastor Mike, because it's, I, I think you do have to be a little bit more than genuine because even the demons are genuine. They recognize who Christ is. They will, they will say you are the Son of God, mm-hmm. but there must be a desire to move towards God, to not stay where you're at. So you, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that caveat needs to a be A desire there. to move towards God is still different than enhancing your vocabulary, and you can do that being genuine. That that That's everybody this is should also be true. moving. Yes. This is also true. Yes. Though I would uh, give you a return rebuttal in this, and it is that um, obviously, of course, yes, the first, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say stipulation, but priority is to be genuine, but... Um, I think whenever you are speaking more specifically, you've gone into less vague areas of, I guess, devotion. And so your devotion is less vague. It's more figured out. It's more self-understood. And so how much better would it be to be um, genuine, genuinely understanding? You know, I think uh, that's that's something that's, a pretty amazing thing and um i think that would be you know it's not the goal but it's along the way it's it's on that it's on the course of that aspiration and i definitely don't think they're mutually exclusive although i also understand for sure and agree with you that um you know if you have great language but then don't mean what you say then yeah and there there is sincerity sincerity is important but there are times where people say you know i i believe help my unbelief and there's also times where people quite deliberately, you find in Scripture, where it's not even really about them. It's about Jesus. It's about the power of Jesus. You're, no matter of sincerity you have, again, even the demons, they're sincere in their desire. They're genuine in what they want to do. But it, it is the faithfulness of Christ Jesus that we find salvation. And when we come to, to prayer, and we've got to move on for time purposes, I don't um, even get a, a small rebuttal. You, you've got several rebuttals so far. Oh. I'll go ahead and let you do it. Give me... Give me a two-sentence rebuttal. I just want to say prayer is is also us speaking, but it's also us, us listening. And yeah. I, want to, I want to say that, you know, I think uh, I still want to say sell because I think the vocabulary that is, is less important, but we need to hear from God. Well, look, I'm, I'm not here to make you change yourself. No, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm, and, and the listening to God, that goes back to reading. It you does. know, sitting down and having deliberate task and leading is reading is word based. It's textually based. It's slower paced than anything else we do. It's deliberate. You've got to commit to it. Um, it's a different mental process. And you know, that's that's one of those things where God talks to us. Isidore Seville. When we pray, we talk to God. When we read, God talks to us. That's why I got these in there. All right. So some <laughs> possibilities of why people may push back on these. We did a lot on the last two. Let me just go back to the first one. Um, one note I wanted to add on this is there are people who would say, well, if you're just praying it as a ritual, well, then it loses its meaning. Um, it loses its sincerity. It's no longer genuine, as you, you've been saying. 
Um, there is there is that possibility, and there's that is an argument that one could legitimately make. And again, just me pushing back on that, we need to surround ourselves with godly things, with godly rituals. And again, there are times where we say, I believe, help by unbelief. There are times where we recognize it is not about us. It is not a me thing. You know, we're not to be cavemen and come in and say, me want, me pray. You know, God expects holiness and excellence of us, for he is a holy and excellent God, and we should aspire to be Christ-like. Um, Brother Anthony, I know you had something to add. I to know this. I bought this earlier, but I'll tell you the real reason to sell. Give me a full liturgy, big boy. I don't just want the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Give me a morning sh- straight up liturgy with a hymnity incorporated, a reading, and a day from the now, historical see, calendar on it. Anthony and I'm, I'm, I'm good. is taking the stance that if you, if you, a lot of us have dogs. We loved our dogs. Um, if you want evidence of, of God's love for us, God has graced us with wonderful creatures. You go outside, creatures are just wonderful. God's creation is beautiful. But the way that a dog can love is just fascinating. But at the same time, they are moody. They like people. They <laughs> act a lot like people. There are a lot of us that have dogs that will pull what Anthony just pulled and said, Hey, you want to give me cheese? But I can smell you've also got pepperoni. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, don't give me the cheese. Don't give me the dog treat. When you're up there eating steak. No, yeah, you know, I did you, just pull that. Yeah, you, like, you want me to eat this like a dog cracker while you've got it like a grilled cheese sandwich on like garlic bread? No, no, you give me the good stuff. <laughs> like that's that's kind of what Anthony's saying. But um, oh my, how, how we do enjoy that. Well, any other final thoughts? Anybody got any final propositions they would like to make on prayer? Well, God loves the cave men too <laughs> and the cave women. And I'll arm wrestle anybody in here over it if you want to. Well, I'm not Uh, saying that God doesn't love them. (laughs) I'm simply saying God does call us to pursue his perfection, to pursue his holiness. Including you, Pastor Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. I think I can single down to the caveman in here. I think. I'm just sitting here. Before we start calling one of the cavemen. And cave women, um, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. We want to hear from you. What do you think about these three tips? About praying the Lord's Prayer three times a day, creating a ritual and regimen around it, reading, read scripture, mm-hmm. read scripture daily, and read something else with you. And again, say you have a hard time reading, pick up an audio book, listen to the audio book while you read the text, and that'll kind of get your brain moving in that direction. And of course, the, the last one there, use a strong and specific vocabulary. The world around us that wants us to reduce things down that don't call the problems we have what they are, don't call, um, you know, the situations, don't be truthful about it. It's kind of where our world's going. No, mm-hmm. be, be specific. Tell the truth about it. When you have appeals you want to bring before God, be honest. Be very truthful with them. When you are praying for other people's, you know, figure out why and bring that to others. Send us your thoughts, questions, or any comments you may have. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up. So... We thank you much for joining us. We have a new website, kingdomofthelogos.com. Please go check it out. We're trying to get articles up. It's a slow start. You'll have to bear with us for a while. We're getting there. But it is a cool thing. Um, Again, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, a lot of different places. Please leave us a review. If you want to donate monetarily, you can do it at patreon.com slash kingdomofthelogos. And we're going to have some new avenues for that too coming up. Hey, while we're at it, uh, don't forget to pray for us. We need (laughs) a bunch of of clergy caller caveman club beating people over here we need prayer yeah and if you need prayer if you would like a pastor to come meet with you pray with you please reach out to us with that god love you and have a blessed day